Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to try to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Today is the Purpose Book Club, first episode in January. It is January 4th. Um, So we don't have a specific book that we're reviewing. I kind of, I got caught up in the comfort crisis for December. I wanted to do a test trial for the Purpose Book Club and see if that was going to work, see if anybody really gave a shit about it. Uh, A lot of y'all really liked it. Uh, Some people that I didn't really think about were going to get into it, so... um, you know, they're reading the book now, they're going to catch up on the episodes. And so I think it's something that we're going to stick with. And it kind of, uh, I think it does something really important where it forces us to use literary analysis in order to enhance our skills and our, uh, our comprehension skills for one, but basically our, our thinking skills. What, what do we think about life? How are we going through life? Um, being present-minded and uh, what can we take from literature and apply it to our current lives. So basically, I, I think the book club is going to be permanent. That's that's what I'm trying to say is because I think it, I think it helps us a lot as, as men to sit down, read books, study books. Uh, they've been doing it for thousands and thousands of years. Um, I don't see any reason to stop. And so I know y'all like podcasts and maybe, you know, what I'm trying to do here is maybe you don't like to read. Um, and I'm not doing anything new. People have done this before, but I'm going to do it with new books, different books, and you're going to get my perspective on things. Uh, you're going to get guest perspective on things. Hopefully I'm going to have guests on to talk about these things. Uh, they're going to be a part of the book club or that, you know, they've already read the book before and they're going to be able to talk about what they learned from the book. So it's nothing that you can't go find. I mean, you can go read the cliff notes for all these books or watch a million different YouTube lectures on these books. But, uh, it's going to be different here because number one, I'm a caveman. And so uh, when it comes to literary analysis, I'm not very good at uh, reading literature and then immediately understanding like the, the underneath of it, like reading a fiction book and understanding what is underneath this and what are they trying to play out. Um, that's that's not me. Um, I, you know, I have really good reading comprehension. Uh, I can remember stories pretty well. I can kind of understand what they're trying to say. I can understand dialogue to a certain extent. Um, always scored well in school, but I just don't, uh, the literary analysis part of it isn't there for me. So the reason this is going to be different is because I feel like that's the same for a lot of y'all. A lot of the people I know and a lot of men uh, don't really read anymore. It's kind of a a woman's hobby. I mean, and it's, it's kind of sad to say that, but from what I've seen, it, it you know, the majority of people that are in Barnes and Noble on the regular are women picking up their next book to read because they like reading and they're more intellectual, uh, especially on a day-to-day basis. And I don't think that a lot of men are like that. Um, I think once we get out of high school, especially, you know, men with a purpose, you know, blue collar men, uh, men like me that are, you know, focused on getting gains and, uh, you know, getting, you know, losing weight and building businesses and things like that. I don't think a lot of them are really, uh, into reading that well. And so my goal here is to help y'all understand 
um, really influential books from the perspective of somebody like you, an average dude who doesn't have an English degree, uh, doesn't have a literature degree. I don't have any sort of, I mean, I've got an engineering degree and it's barely even that if you ask the right person. So, uh, basically what I'm trying to do is just give y'all some tools to go forward with, uh, from these books that I'm going to read over the course of however long we're going to do this. I've got it planned out for at least the next year. So you're going to get literary analysis from January to December for all of 2023 and I hope it keeps going and it may be something that hopefully uh, we can make bigger I mean I'd like to keep adding things on to this book club keep doing different things and uh, I think we'll be able to do that but like I said the goal is to give you guys some more substance out of these books and and again if you're somebody that's not that into reading and you, you find it hard to sit down and force yourself to read I'm not going to read the book to you this is not an audio book I don't think audio books are nearly as effective as real books and I'm going to tell you that you need to sit down and try to read these books but if you if you just number one refuse to or can't or it's really hard and you need help understanding the book or getting into the book before you sit down to read it um, you know sometimes maybe you need to know that the book gets more interesting or maybe you need to know that there's something later on in the book that you just got to trudge through 30 pages to get there uh, that's what this is going to kind of be for is I'm going to give you book summaries uh, there will be spoiler alerts obviously um, if you know the book club uh, is in February and you don't well, you know, you listen to all the episodes, but you're not going to read it till March. Don't come bitching to me about a spoiler alert. That's uh, the definition of what we're doing here is spoiler alerts. So, um, yeah, basically that, that's what I'm trying to do and to help you all learn with me. We're going to have people on that do literary analysis. We're going to have people on that understand this stuff a little bit better to help teach us and to give us um, – some advice on how to read these books and we're going to do this together. Hopefully we, we do this together. I really, really want you guys to try to uh, use this as an accountability program and force yourself to read the books because you know that these, uh, you know that these episodes are going to be coming out. Um, you know that, yeah, you know that these episodes are going to be coming out and that you need to read the books in order for you to understand it. If you want to keep track of the episodes, you're going to have to stay on, you know, stay on your shit with the books. Uh, I am going to release the list early. And the reason I'm doing that is because I don't want to stick to just primarily 300 page books because I think there's some fiction books that we're going to get into that a lot of people really like, but they're hefty. They're hefty as shit. I think, uh, I don't want to be wrong about the months, but I think May either May or June is going to be Lonesome Dove. Uh, it's a it's a thick book. It's like 800 pages. Now I'm going to read it in about a, a month and. I'm going to read it in about a month. I think um, it's going to kick my ass, but also uh, I, I think I can do that. So. Um, for, for y'all, I'm going to release this list early so that you can get it and maybe start on some of them longer ones. Uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a kick in the ass if you don't like reading, but it's going to be good for you. And I promise that, you know, this, this last year, a lot of y'all have been following me or been close friends of mine. Y'all have seen a lot of the changes that I've made and the improvements that I've made in my life and, and my personality. I'm not the same man I was a year ago. And if, <laughs> if, if you think that I am, you do not know me well enough. Um, if you think that I am the same old dude from a year ago, um, or even six months ago, you're not fucking paying attention. And, you know, that's not to say I, I don't have room for improvement. I obviously do. But, uh, if you can't look at me from a year ago to me now and say, holy shit, that's a, that's a completely different person. You're not paying attention. And 
you know, a lot of that has been the grind, the physical grind. Uh, but I would say that probably 70% of that, if, if not 75% of it has been the mental grind on reading books and, and preparing myself mentally with a new attitude or I say preparing myself, maybe repairing myself, uh, repairing myself mentally with a new attitude and a new way of approaching life. And all of that has come from the books that I've read. You know, I, I meant to count and I, I forgot it, but we're, we're already recording. We've already got this shit going. I meant to count how many books I had read since February. I don't think it's an impressive number. Uh, it might be 12. I don't know. Um, but I've read a lot of books since February and just that small amount of books, you know, some of them were inconsequential. Like one of them was a biography on John Moses Browning. And some people would look and say, what can you actually, I got a ton out of that book, got a ton out of that book of just good life lessons, of things to do, things not to do and how to keep pushing forward. Um, when times look dark or when you've got a mission going, that's what I really learned from that book is that when you're on a mission, keep pushing forward, keep helping people, keep doing what you can to, to make that, that mission, that, that goal work and to achieve that goal and things will work out for you in the end. And, uh, you know, it was cool for me cause it's just the sheer, sheer genius of, uh, John Moses Browning was pretty insane. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I've read a lot of books and it's completely changed my personality. So I really want this to push y'all to add reading into your schedule, make it fit, get the work done. If you've got to listen to an audio book, I guess, go ahead. Um, I don't like audio books. I think, let, let me put it this way. You might as well. And I hope I'm going to do a good enough job in order to make this statement true. But I feel like if, you might as well listen to my fucking podcast instead of an audio book and save yourself some time. Um, you know, I'm going to do literary analysis on all this stuff. I'm going to skip all the shit in between, you know, all the stuff that you're not going to have to read every word. I feel like you're going to get probably just as much out of my podcast as you are the audiobook, And that's not me being, I guess, obnoxious. I don't think I just, I've never gotten a whole lot of, out of audiobooks. They're really easy to tune out and to think about other things while you're doing it. It's very hard to do that while reading and especially while reading and taking notes. Um, if you're going to do an audiobook, you might as well keep it shorter, keep it sweeter and listen to my podcast every week. Uh, or don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but you might as well go read the cliff notes or go listen to somebody else's podcast. I'm not, I'm not just standing for my podcast or grifting or whatever you call it. Uh, I just, I just don't like the audiobook format. And I don't think, I, I mean, I would say that, you know, I've listened to some audiobooks and I would say that I get like 50% of the actual book out of, you know, out of the audio book versus what I did reading it. Uh, you may be different. You may come to me and say, Hoss, well, that's just you and everybody's different. And yeah, yada, yada, yada. I get it. Okay. Uh, but before you tell me all that bullshit, uh, go and read books first and take notes in your books, take a highlighter, your books, highlighter to your books, a pencil to your books, and then tell me that the audio book is better because it's, it's just fucking not, uh, it's just not. And so I really think that I want to do this in order to push you guys to get more out of the books and to, uh, maybe turn off the TV a little bit, uh, turn off the video games a little bit, dive into some literature, dive into these words of wisdom that have come from years and years beforehand, uh, and, and just experience that with me and walk through it with me. So that's, that's really all I'm asking. Uh, it's going to be a big list. We're going to have some pretty hefty books on there, but I know you all can do it. Uh, if you can operate 
an iPhone, you can fucking read. So I know you guys can do it and I believe in you. And I know that you can force yourself to have the discipline to read these books and get something out of it. So that's all I'll say. I'm done lecturing to you and I'm lecturing just as much to myself. I, I'm going to post, uh, I don't know if I'll post my whole book list, but I'm at least going to post the, uh, book list for the book club. And I remember I have to read all these books too. Uh, and then I have to go back and prepare an episode on them. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of work on my end and I I'm doing it, uh, because I know it's going to be good for me. And I know it's going to be good for at least one of you. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, you know, I'm doing this for all of you and putting myself through all of this work. No, I'm doing it because I know it's going to be good for me. And I, I think it's going to be good for at least one of you. Um, I don't care if I get a hundred listeners off of this, if I get a thousand or if I get fucking one or zero, because I know it's at least going to be good for me. And that's why I'm going to do it. So don't think that I'm not putting in a lot of work uh, to get this stuff done. And when I'm telling you that I know you can do it and that I expect you to, to read these books, that's because I expect it of myself and I'm going to do it myself. Uh, and I'm reading other books on top of that. I've got the podcast books and then I've got another list of personal development books that I'm going to be reading on top of the podcast books. I think I've got 17 books slated for, uh, slated for this year. Yeah. I think 17 whole books that I've got slated for this year. And one of those is like a 1200 page book. It's, it's fucking hefty. Uh, and I think that one is actually for the podcast. So buckle up. Um, that's really all I've got to say. Today for the book club, I promise that I'm going to get you out content. Um, everybody and their mom that does a podcast keeps telling me that uh, the best thing I can do with this podcast is to absolutely stay consistent. And once you set expectations, you meet them. Um, so we set the expectation of having a Wednesday book club podcast last month. So you got two podcasts a week. I'm going to uphold that expectation. I don't really have a, a book that we can read that I can give to you all now because we don't have time to get it in and it's going to be late. And then I'm going to have to, you know, study my ass off reading it and preparing episodes and stuff like that. What I really want to do is I think, I don't know. I think we're going to have a little bit more of a better style in February, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be two shorter books. Uh, and I'm going to have a, some more time to prepare for them since February is a shorter month, but I think we are going to get something in February. It may not be as deep analysis as what, uh, I'd like to do, but you are still going to get better, better in February than what you're going to get in January and then March is going to be that's uh we're we're going balls to the wall in March you're going to get uh I mean I don't know maybe hour-long episodes if I can come up with that much but uh I'm, I'm going to do it right in March so that's why your your content is a little skimpy in January uh or at least I you know I'm putting effort into February, March. I'm still going to put effort into these episodes. I'm going to do everything I can to get you good content in January, but don't think that the the content that you're getting in January is what's going to be for the rest of the year. This is simply so that I can recalibrate, um, restudy and kind of reanalyze what I'm going to be doing here. Pick new books, start reading these books well in advance so that I have time to prepare my episodes and then get back on track in March and we're going to be hitting it hard and heavy. So January, what I've decided to do is I'm going to take my favorite book. I, I think it is my favorite book. I think I've decided that it's my favorite book. Uh, if I had to sell all of them, but this one, uh, this one would be it. Yeah. If I had to sell all of them, I would keep this one and it's going to be leadership strategies and tactics by Jocko Willink. I've said before, pound for pound, knowledge for knowledge. This is the best bang for your buck. Uh, best read for your time that I have found yet. There may be others. Um, Richest Man in Babylon was pretty decent, but uh, this guy is 
packed full of so much knowledge if you choose to read it like that. Uh, if you're looking for information in every page, the way he writes these field manuals and breaks them up, it's so valuable. So, so, so valuable. Um, I love it. I love it to death. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to randomly, we're not going to go in order. It's not going to be the 10 pages a day. I'm going to randomly choose a section out of here that, you know, I don't want to say like speaks to my heart because that sounds super religious. Not that I, not religious. I just don't want to compare Jocko to God. Uh, but I'm just going to look at what I'm feeling that week or, you know, honestly, I may do it on Wednesdays so that it's a little bit more spontaneous. And because these are kind of shorter, shorter sections, I, I'll be able to do that. But I'm just going to look at what I'm feeling that day, what kind of comes up. Uh, and I'm going to pick a section out of there and we're going to go over it. And I'm going to tell you what that means to me, what I think Jocko's trying to talk about and how you can apply this in your life. And some of them are going to be pretty simple. I'm going to read some of them and I'm going to go, yep, <laughs> that's what he meant. And, uh, I may expound on it a little bit. I may need, you know, may do the whole typical podcaster thing where I say two bigger words and string them all together. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a pointless episode and I'm just saying shit that everybody's already heard. I might do that. Might not, uh, not gonna, I'm going to be real with you guys, but, uh, no, this is good stuff, and I want you to get this book. I want you to read it. If you don't have this book yet, you haven't been listening to the podcast, get this book. Get it now. Read it. Read it a section a day. It's going to take you 10 fucking minutes to read it a section a day. Literally. It's going to take you 10 minutes to read it a section a day. And you're looking, and you're going to say, oh, well, this is, how can you say it's the best bang for your read, uh, the best, you know, the densest book, the best uh, knowledge per bite well because it's got 300 like exactly 300 pages of, of read pages on it uh the book is small and the text is big and it's not even a full page so like it's not an actual full page of reading this book may have taken me as long as like a 150 page book maybe i think i don't know but anyway, enough talking. Uh, also, guys, please forgive me for my uh, reading out loud skills because they are dog shit. Um, very, very not good at reading out loud, but I know I need to do it because you guys need context. So I'm going to try. There may be some mess ups. I'm not going to cut every one of them out. I have cut out... Uh, myself messing up reading before just so that you don't have to sit there and listen to me stumble like a fucking idiot. Uh, but I'm not going to cut all of them out. So please be patient with me. Understand that I failed popcorn reading as a kid. I was reading at a ninth grade level in, in fourth grade, just couldn't do it out loud. So, I mean, we all were, it's not impressive, but, uh, so basically the, the section that we're going to go to today in Leadership Strategies and Tactics Field Manual by Jocko Willink is going to be The Boss Wants All the Credit, uh, page 235. And if you're my boss listening to this, uh, take a hint. Uh, no, that, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be page 235, The Boss Wants All the Credit. And this uh, kind of spoke to me today because somebody else had mentioned uh, wanting some credit for something and how it was just really cringy when they wanted credit. And I was like, yeah, man, that kind of that makes sense. And I remembered this uh, this section from the uh, from the from the, the book when I had read it earlier. So it starts with if your boss wants all the credit, the answer is simple. Give it to them. It is that straightforward. The only thing that makes this challenging is your own ego. That is because you don't want them to get the credit. In your mind, you are the one who has done a bulk of the work. You are the one who put in all the long hours. In your mind, and maybe in reality, you have done everything. So why should your boss get the credit? This answer is also simple because they are the boss. That is why. And as the leader, they are going to get the credit whether you like it or not. What are you going to do? Raise your hand and say, actually, it is I who deserves the credit. No, that doesn't work. 
Asking for credit is a horrible move to make in any scenario. And in a scenario where your boss is asking for credit, it is an even worse move because if your boss is asking for credit, it means that they are likely insecure. They want that credit to build up their own ego. So if you try to take it away from them, it is an attack on their ego and they will not be happy. They will not trust you and you will form an antagonistic relationship with them. Yeah, true statement. Can't tell you how many times that's happened where, you know, my boss, uh, you know, actually I live in Amarillo, Texas. And so the ego isn't, we have egos here in Texas. Yes. I'm not going to say that we don't, uh, prime ex- example, a, you look no further, you found him. Um, but I don't really know that we've had a lot of issues with that. Uh, a lot of the places I've worked at have been team environments, but this is more with other team members trying to take credit where I've felt this a lot. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, my bosses try to take credit for things and they say, well, we did this and we did that. And, uh, or I did this and I did that. And I had them do this and I had them do that. Uh, so I've, I have had some of that, but really not very much, but when I really feel this is when another teammate tries to make, uh, take credit because they're being uh, hyper competitive. And I've seen that a lot. And I've been that teammate. Uh, just to be frank with you, I've been the teammate that wanted the credit because I felt insecure about my age or uh, maybe my education level or uh, the background that I had when coming into the job. And I was trying to take the credit. And really what happens is when you don't just back up and give them that credit, you really lose a lot of what Jocko calls leadership capital. And I don't, I don't know that he mentions leadership capital in this section. I think he does earlier in the book, but basically leadership capital is let's say you save your money and uh, let's say you save your money and you want to buy this thing, okay? And this dude makes these, let's go with knives for an example because I have an addiction and uh, <laughs> I have a problem with buying knives. This dude's got this really badass custom knife and you know that it's probably going to be on sale at some point, uh, but you can't talk him out of it. You can't talk him down. Uh, and every time you try, he's just, he's not giving you the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't want to hear it. doesn't want to hear how your fucking broke ass can't afford his knife. So what we're going to do is we're going to save money. We're going to build up capital. Okay. Uh, we're going to do that financially. And we're also going to come in and build a good relationship with the dude. He may sell $20 knives. You're going to come in and say, Hey man, let me see that $20 knife. You're going to buy it from him. You're going to make sure that it's worth his time. You're not going to ask him for 15 knives to look at and then only buy one or buy none. You're going to go in there. You're going to know which knife you're going to buy. You're going to pick it up and you're going to buy it. And you're going to build a relationship with the dude. You're going to, you know, ask his interest. What does he think is the best knife? What is, what does he like about this knife? What does he not like about this knife? And when he tells you that he doesn't like the knife, don't buy that knife buy a different knife. Uh, you're going to make him feel good, pump up his ego, make him feel like he's the expert. Uh, and then what's going to happen is after a year of doing this, you've got the funds saved up to where you can give a little bit more for that knife. Okay. You've got the financial capital and you've built a good relationship with this dude. He likes you. You've spent hundreds of dollars at his store. Now, uh, he likes you. You're, you've got a good relationship with him. You've built up what we call leadership capital. You want to influence the decision on what he's willing to charge for his knife. You want to have influence over this man. And so what that means is being kind of sort of a leader. When you want to influence somebody's decision, that's what leadership is. And so you're going to go in there and then you're going to cash in a little bit of your leadership capital and your financial capital. You're going to say, Hey man, 
I, you know I've been eyeing that knife, and I love that knife. And, uh, dude, I, you, you make such awesome gear. But, man, I've got $500 for you. I know that you want $700. I know that you want $700. I know that. But that knife's been sitting there since I you know, first met you. I've bought a bunch of knives in here. And, man, I, I've got $500 cash for you today. And since you're a buddy and since you've come and you've bought a ton of shit at his, at his shop, he's going to go, you know what, man, let's do $550. And you're going to say, sold. Okay, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So you're trying to build up leadership capital in these situations. And this is exactly what Jocko is talking about when the boss wants all the credit. Okay, if you do actually ever want to be recognized for what you're doing or have any influence with the boss, you need to pump up their own ego and gain leadership capital. Give them the credit. Build that good relationship. Gain that leadership capital and then eventually we can cash it in. And that's kind of what he goes into. So uh, next paragraph. So he says, don't do that. Instead, let them have the credit. Don't be jealous and bitter. Accept the idea that as the boss, whatever they did or didn't do allowed the team to accomplish the mission. Maybe they just got out of everyone's way. Maybe they were micromanaging like crazy. It doesn't matter because whatever they did, if the mission was successful, then it worked. So let them have the credit. This can really bother some people. They will ask, what if the person isn't a particularly good leader and the only reason the projects are being completed is because of individual contributors on the team? My answer is, this is the way we have to play the long game. Unless the leader is completely and utterly inept, which could require a mutiny, see section, when is mutiny in order on page 56, then the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. A marginal leader with whom you have a good relationship can be a benefit to you and the team as long as you have built trust with its members. Based on that relationship, the job gets done and the team and the boss gets the credit. Some people worry that if a low-performance leader gets credit, they might get promoted regardless of the skills they lack, and that is true. If a boss leads successful projects or missions repeatedly, they probably will get promoted. But remember, when they do get promoted, they will need someone to take their place. Chances are they will select someone they trust to fill their vacancy, someone who has supported them, someone who is... Uh, who was humble enough to let them get the credit they wanted for the team's effort. If you have played the game correctly, that person will be you. Remember, this promotion isn't for your own self-gain, but for the team. Once you take the boss's position, you can lead the team and execute the mission in the best way possible. Since you have trust established, you will continue to lead your team and influence your boss so that they make good decisions for the good of the team. Some people also fear that if they give their boss all the credit, then they themselves will never get the credit they so badly deserve. To overcome this fear, first, obviously, put your ego in check. The main reason you want all that credit is to satisfy your ego. Once you have done that, relax. If you're working hard and making things happen, credit will eventually come your way. Be patient, and when credit you have not asked for comes your way, it is doubly valued since you simultaneously appear highly competent and humble, which is a winning combination. So if your boss wants the credit, put your ego in check and give it to them. Your humility and leadership will be rewarded in the long run. Yeah, man, can't agree more. Basically, what he's saying is you have nothing to fucking lose by giving your boss the credit other than the hit to your ego. And what he's saying is slapping that hand saying, stop having that ego. Stop it. Stop it. The only reason that you want this credit is for your ego. The, the Giving your boss the credit only helps you in the end because what happens? You build good leadership capital with your boss. Oh, man, my boss is a shitty boss. Well, is he because your missions are going successful? Um, are you fighting him 
tooth and nail all the way and you're the only reason that the mission is going to become successful well it's not going to happen for very long not long enough for him to get promoted if he's running successful missions long enough for him to get promoted he's doing something right maybe he's not doing anything and the team's doing all the work okay well that means that bam he's uh he's got decentralized command down pat jocko's i think that's fourth uh law of combat decentralized command He's got a down pat, okay? If he's not doing jack shit and y'all are doing all the work and he's taking all the credit, that's because he's got decentralized command down pat. You know, maybe he doesn't need to take all the credit. Maybe he doesn't have his humility in check, but he's letting his team work, okay? If he's micromanaging everything, well, then the things that he's doing are going well. If he's making you do the, all these things and he's he won't get, he's constantly breathing down your neck, well, you know, maybe maybe you need to take a little bit of a lesson and preemptively do some of the things that he's wanting you to do. That way when he comes to your desk and says, hey, where's this shit at? You've already got it done. Uh, maybe that's a sign that you need to be a little bit more proactive with the work that you're doing and gain some more leadership capital with this dude. Because obviously what he's having you do is working. Um, you know, if... Uh, if <laughs> he's micromanaging you and you're going and doing all the opposite things of what he says and he doesn't know, then like I said, I highly doubt that that's sustainable. So this is this is just a win-win. Even if the boss gets promoted, even if he gets all the credit, he gets all the extra bonuses and shit, uh, eventually what's going to happen is somebody will notice what you're, the effort that you're putting in and it's most likely going to be that boss. It's most likely going to be that boss, especially if you built a good relationship with them. And when he moves up, you're going to move up. That's kind of what Jocko is saying here. Um and again, you know, build trust with your team members. You know, what can happen here is when you have kind of a shitty boss or one that ruins morale, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to build trust with your team members. And sometimes they'll be like, oh man, why are you, know, why are you all cozied up to the boss? Or you're just giving him all this credit. And the simple answer is, guys, look, if I gain leadership capital, I get to help the team. Uh, that's, that's the answer. Don't be down there in the slums with your team talking shit the whole time. Uh, hello me. That used to be me. Uh, don't be down there bitching and moaning in the back about your boss every damn day. Again, me used to be me used to be me still is me occasionally. Uh, sometimes I get tired and I just have to vent, but I don't like it when I do. And I regret it every time I do. Uh, don't be that guy bitching and moaning about your boss. Be the guy trying to gain leadership capital to help the rest of your team. And when they push you on that, you know, explain that. I can think of one specific instance when I was in high school to where everybody used to get upset with me because I would ask about homework occasionally or uh, I would ask, you know, a lot of questions in class and be the good student. And people would be like, why are you doing that, man? Why are you doing that, man? Well, guess who got to influence decisions when it came Christmas time and they wanted us to do a paper? And I was like, hey, what if we do this, like an experiment or something like that? What if we, or, you know, what happened a lot of times is because I was so involved in class, I was able to create a dialogue with this teacher and speak on their level, you know, understand where they're at. And there would be 90% of the time, I would stop the whole class for a conversation with the teacher about the topic uh, that, we're, that we're talking about. I did this especially well in biology. Um, I could keep our biology teachers biology and science. I did this incredibly well. Uh, most of my English teachers, I didn't do it very well because they were all pretty left-leaning and I just pissed them off. But uh, biology and science teachers, you know, once I developed that relationship, I was able to keep them talking for hours. I mean, hours. And, you know, sometimes it resulted in a little bit of homework for us, but most of the time they got to the end of the class and they said, I will do this shit tomorrow because they were enjoying the conversation. I had built up leadership capital. 
And, you know, all of my classmates who hated me because I wouldn't shut the fuck up in class or quit asking questions or, you know, oh, hey, teacher, do you have that homework? I rarely ever did that. But sometimes I would be like, oh, hey, what about this homework that we've got? Because they would have forgotten about it, or they would have forgotten about it until precisely after we left the classroom. And that's what these kids didn't understand is that um, she's going to ask for it tomorrow morning. So I'm going to remind her right now, make all you sons of bitches turn it in. She's going to enjoy my presence. And then later on, I'm going to cash that leadership capital in. And I don't think really many, many kids saw that, what I was trying to do there. Um, but that's, that's what we need to be doing in, in, in life in general. And with your team members is trying to help the team and negative relationships cannot help anything. There, there's nothing that a negative relationship actually helps only positive relationships, even with some of your enemies. Uh, yeah, we know that we hate each other. <laughs> I mean, if you just have an enemy, if you're working with a competitor, let's say, you know, in my business, uh, we, we do work for, uh, a small, let me put it this way. There's a lot of people that want to do work. I say there's a lot of people. There's only a few consumers of our product, our construction services, and there's more, uh, more people that offer our product than more. There's more supply than there is demand. Okay. And honestly, I don't know, there may be an equal amount of supply and demand, but there's more sellers than there are customers. I think there's an equal amount of supply and demand, just more sellers than there are customers. Okay. So we really do, we have in it like quote unquote enemies or fierce competitors, uh, that we have to deal with when we go and do bids, when we go and do projects. Okay. It, it does me no good, no good to be confrontational with these people. It does me no good, especially if it's my boss, especially if it's our customer. If we look at Pantex, the people that we work for, and if we're confrontational with them, then nobody's going to win, whether they're on our team or not. Um, nobody's going to win if we keep pissing them off or when they're on our teams. The other team is going to win. Okay, that's not what I want. I want our team to win. And so, again, even with your enemies, say say the other team, what's going to happen is eventually they're going to get to a, a part to where they can't self-perform this work. They can't do it. They're outstaffed. They can't get any employees in. They don't have any equipment operators. And uh, because they've been winning in the past, they're going to call us and say, hey, we know that y'all do good work. Uh, we know that we've been getting a little bit more of this work because we've been a little bit cheaper, but we can't do this work and we're going to lose our contract if, uh, if you don't come in and save our ass. So come in and save our ass. So there's an excellent case to where our competitor, it does me no good to have an antagonistic relationship with them. Even though 99% of the time, uh, I'm trying to put them out of fucking business because I want all the work. It does me no good to have an antagonistic relationship with them because they might eventually call me and give me some work. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go and build leadership capital with them. I'm going to make sure they understand that, hey, we're all in the same business. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm trying to outbid you, but you're trying to outbid me. Let's, you know, come together. And when we can work together, let's work together. When we can't work together, let's work to, you know, let's not work together, but be fierce competitors. Keep pushing me, keep pushing me to do my best. And that's what we're going to do. Build leadership capital with these guys. Take them out to lunch. Do the hoity-toity bullshit. Go have lunch beers. That's what we do. Okay. That's, and a lot of people think that it's playing games. It's not playing games. It's putting your team in the best position to win. That's what, that's what's going on is you're putting your team in the best position to win. You're fostering good relationships and you're building leadership capital and exercising your influence once you've gained it. That's what we're doing guys. And so 
you got a lot of extra stuff out of that one section uh, because I'm pretty passionate about this book and what Jocko is having to say. Uh, a lot of that comes from Jocko. I mean, almost every bit of it. Uh, the specific, you know, examples that comes from me. Uh, my interpretation is a little bit different than what you're going to get in this book, but the, these are the things that you're going to learn in that book. And again, the section was page 235. The boss wants all the credit. Excellent section. Loved it. Use it with your boss. Use it with your teammates. There, there's another part in here where he talks about trying to get credit is really cringy and. And everybody can see that you're trying to get credit. I looked through it. I couldn't find it. I mean, I looked for 30 minutes uh, on this other section about wanting to get credit and wanting to get noticed. And uh, Brett, if you listen to this, I'll probably text you after this and see if you remember where it was at. I don't know if you've read this book yet or not. Uh, or maybe even Chase. Chase, I think, has read the book. Uh, sorry, I'm talking to myself. But there's another section in here, so go read the book and, and let me know where it's at. I, I wasn't able to find it. I gave away my, my last book with notes in it to a, a buddy who went to go be a firefighter. I I couldn't find the book in time uh, for him to leave. And so I gave him my book that's got all my notes in it. So I've got to go and re-notate all of the stuff in this. But anyway, guys, read the book, read the section, understand what he's trying to say and utilize it in your life. Go give your boss a credit, give your teammates your credit, tell them how good they did. Uh, if they had a, a little piece of the pie, um, they did a little bit of the work on a project that you both worked on, say, man, he did awesome. He gave me exactly what I needed. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to do this without him. You know, we all know the group science projects where, we do all the work. I built the whole airplane and, uh, you know, all Anna did is Anna provided one shitty little table that I had to revise. Well, you say, you know what? Anna did awesome. Anna gave me a, what you say is you say, Anna gave me something really, really good to work off of. And I couldn't have done this table without her. She gave me the, the template for this table. All I did was input it and, and change some formatting. Uh, you're not fucking lying. She gave you the template for the table. It may have been absolute dog shit, uh, but give her the credit, give it, give everybody else the credit. And I promise it'll come back to you. Jocko promises it'll come back to you. Don't take my word for it. Take Jocko's word for it. Guys, y'all have a great week. Enjoy this episode and peace out. Thanks.